morning. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to twitch.tv forward slash Plus. My name is Graham Day. This is Babe, and for the first time in about a billion years, we've actually been live before 10.45, 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. Ish. Um, and, and the main reason for that is I was up at early doors this morning getting pancakes and shit because it's school run starts tomorrow. So we're, we're all getting up extra early in, in the house today to make sure that everything is set for school runnings. But yes. Anyway, welcome in, everyone. If you're if you're in the chat, please feel free to say good morning. As Ian, uh, good morning, Mr. Ian2KTV. He said hello. And Mr. Jim Butters as well. How are you getting on with PUBG, James? How are you getting on? Have you downloaded it? Are you playing it? Let me know. Let me know. Don't, don't forget, um, just a PSA because... Uh, I play PUBG more than most people in the world. Um, PUBG is free on PS Plus right now. Just saying, just saying, just saying, just saying. Uh, PUBG Corp, if you want to slip that fiver straight into the Ice Cream mm. Plus bank, that'd be very nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Um, for those of you that didn't catch it straight away, my name is Graham. This is Baby. We are Ice Cream, and in true Ice Creamy fashion, this is The Scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast, even if we do say so ourselves. Anyway, we're going to give you our thoughts and impressions on the biggest, the best, and the breaking stories from the world of video games, and we want your thoughts and impressions on our thoughts and impressions in return. And we have some big news this morning. It's not that we have news. There is big news this morning, but we will share that with you. And while we share that with you, we want you to share your thoughts. Obviously, like I mentioned then, your thoughts and impressions, drop them in the chat. And it's important that you do because we turn this into an on-demand podcast, a video that goes on YouTube and an audio podcast that goes on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play a little bit later on. So if you're in the chat, please feel free to get involved. On behalf of all of those watching and listening on demand, uh, Ian says, I was going to download PUBG and then I saw the 80 gig file size. Is it 80 gig now? Wow. It was, it was 33 gig uh, when it first came out. As I messaged uh, James's brother, Martin, um, yesterday, he was asking how big the file was. And he's like, as long as it's not like, cod size because my ps4 is mega old and my hard drive is like mega small um and i was like no so i googled it and it was like pubg 33 gig i was like nice although that was 2018 so yeah there's 50 gig of updates there you go damn i didn't realize it was 80 gig there you go there you go uh it's downloaded overnight so like this evening i'll let you know how i do yeah yeah yeah. it downloads two files at around 39 gig each ah yeah yeah that's why because the um you don't need both files. One of them is PUBG. One of them is the PTS, which is the public test server. So basically, you have the full game, and then you have their test environment where they will release um, updates, say, a week or two early for, for users that want to go in and play unfinished content or untested content and do the testing there. So that when it hits the live servers, it's a bit user-tested. It means you get to play early, but it's also... Um, probably longer queue times because there were less people on it and stuff. So you don't actually need the PTS. So it's still around 40 gig then, I'd imagine. Uh, so yeah, that's nice. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, but yes, anyway, we have big news. Big news. Let me jump into the split screen as well. Uh, especially, I say big news. It's big news if you are interested in uh, in PC gaming. Obviously, we're talking about PUBG then on the console. That's all well and good. That is well and good. Uh, I mean, I play PUBG on the console, so it definitely is well and good. Um... But if you're not necessarily focused on console gaming and you were looking at PC gaming, the world was kind of turned on its head yesterday. Um, do you know what? I, rather than beating around the bush, I'll jump straight into it and then we'll discuss afterwards. This was a very, very significant story. If you're not into PC gaming, um, then we'll try to uh, obviously kind of frame that effectively after the article if it doesn't if it doesn't within the article just so you can see what the level of significance is but anyway the first news article should be on the screen now and it is andy robinson for vgc uh writes that nvidia uh or nvidia uh, if you're i mean i always pronounce it nvidia 
but I keep hearing I people pronounce it Nvidia. Uh, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Is it Nvidia or is it Nvidia? Because I mean, anyway, anyway, I'm just going to stick with Nvidia. Uh, Nvidia has unveiled its 30 series GPUs, which are capable of 8K 60 gaming. That basically means um, you can get 8K. Uh, resolutions at 60 frames per second. At the moment, Twitch only takes 1080 60 FPS. So 8K is eight times the size of 1080. Um, anyway, next generation P uh, PC cards range from $500 to $1,500. Um, so NVIDIA has officially unveiled its latest PC graphics cards, the GeForce RTX 30 series, which it claims can deliver up to twice the performance of its previous generation GPUs. The series is made up of three GPUs, the flagship GeForce RTX 3080, the GeForce RTX 3070, and the ferocious, in quote max, uh, $1,500 uh, GeForce RTX 3090, which is capable of 8K 60fps output. NVIDIA CEO Jensen Huang revealed the 30 series GPUs in a live stream on Tuesday and claimed they would deliver its greatest generational leap in company history. Starting at 700... Actually, I'm going to leave the dollars now. I'm going to just focus on the pounds because... Localization. Starting at £650, uh, the RTX 3080 is the 30 series flagship model and features GDDR6X memory running at 19 gig per second. According to NVIDIA, um, the 38 is capable of double the performance of a $1,200 RTX 2080 Ti for almost half the price. It's planned for release on September 17th. Meanwhile, the cheaper £470 RTX 3070 features 8 gig of uh, GDDR6 memory and also delivers more performance than a 2080 Ti at less than half the price. It's planned for release in October. Finally, NVIDIA uh, unveiled the Herculean RTX 3090, which will retail for £1,400 on September 24th and features a huge 24 gig of GDDR6X memory running at 19.5 GPS, uh, GBPS, uh, enough to tackle challenging AI algorithms and power true 8K gaming, according to the company. At 4K, it's up to 50% faster than the Titan RTX before it, NVIDIA said. RTX 3090 is a beast, a big ferocious GPU, a BF GPU, Huang said. There is clearly a need for a giant GPU that is available all over the world. The 3090 is so big, that for the very first time we can we can play games at 60 frames per second in 8K. This is insane. Uh, during its presentation on Tuesday, Nvidia showed off 30 series cards with Black Ops Cold War, Watch Dogs Legion, and Fortnite, all of which were confirmed to support ray tracing and DLSS features. Anyone who buys an Nvidia 30 series GPU will receive a free copy of Ubisoft Watch, uh, Ubisoft's Watch Dogs Legion, as well as a year subscription to cloud gaming service, uh, service GeForce Now. Uh, so. Huge, huge news. If you're not into PC gaming, we will try frame that for you. But Bib, in framing, what are your mm. thoughts? Uh, <laughs> I mean, as someone who's not an absolute tech boffin when it comes to uh, to playing games on his PC, all I know is that you have to have certain components to do something. This is an amazing price. This is an amazing, amazing price. Even if you go into the entry level for £470 or $500, Whatever the uh, whatever the conversion was there, this is an outstanding, outstanding bit of kit. Um, <clears throat> I know there is obviously the new consoles coming out at some point this year, but this will absolutely rival those for probably the exact same price. So you, the, the the literally the the ball is in your court now, whether or not you want to be a PC gamer or a console gamer, because you're gonna, as per, you're probably gonna get more out your PC. Um, 
PC gaming with the with what it's able to do. Uh, so it, it's a for me, it's a no-brainer. I'd much rather go with the PC stuff than a PlayStation or an Xbox. Um, I think over the like the last two or three years, my opinion has changed, and not because it was ever damaging against PC gaming. I just didn't have the money to be able to PC game, but now obviously I can and I do. That would be my preference. And the fact that the lowest of the graphics cards available to you there will absolutely shit on most of the stuff that's going to be around. It's unbelievable. Uh, if you wanted to literally not have to buy anything for your PC for like the next, I don't know, 10 years, then you get the 1500 one, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, it's an outstanding price for an outstanding product and I can't believe it's undercut and it's going to outperform everything else that's around that price point for a PC. It is it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Uh, just jumping jump in the chat. Good morning, Mr. Ads Plays, and thank you very much for the host. Once again, I appreciate it, as always. Um, uh, do you know, actually, something I don't tend to mention on the scoop, but I do mention uh, whenever I'm streaming other things, like yesterday I mentioned MPG, anyone that does drop a host, um, I know a lot of people feel that dropping a host, uh, uh, it doesn't really make a difference. I'm only a small channel or whatever. Every host does matter. And even if you just lurking in streams, or, or you have to kind of like put it on and jump away, every extra viewer and all that stuff matters. Just want to clarify that, because I was chatting with it yesterday, and um, I don't think people realise how much just being around and not even talking uh, helps the channel. More viewers, more exposure, more hosts, more exposure, more channel growth, and so on. So yeah, just wanted to uh, mention that. But yes, uh, morning Mr. T as well. Tassim Anvia uh, is in the chat. Says, says, these are beastly, but I'd question it, uh, the, but I question is if many PC games will focus on 8K60 for a good few years. The reason to get one of these, probably the lower end one, is to do solid 4K60, 120. Um, Ian says, it's 2K to focus... Uh, on 8k at the moment it's too early to focus on 8k at the moment uh ad says i'll stick to my atari <laughs> i stepped into the pc world again recently with the rtx 2070 super and happy with it doing 4k 3060 or 1440p 60 uh, ad says i hate my twitch not having anyone hosted me uh well do you know what feel free to keep us there all the time we won't complain that's fine um but yeah i mean i, I completely agree 8K is, I mean, most people don't play in 4K. I have a 4K compatible system. I have not even a 20. I have a 1080 Ti. Don't get me wrong. A 1080 is good. A 1080 Ti is badass. A 1080 Ti um, it was, was such a substantial leap over anything at that point in time. It was kind of lauded. And at this point in time, two, three years later, Mr. Tharian Drake. Thank you very much hey. for the way. Hey. Everyone in from uh, Drake's in, thank you very much for joining us this this morning. I say this morning, it's probably stupid o'clock for you guys, as it always is, but we appreciate you all dropping in anyway. Thank you very much for being here. How's the stream? What have you been playing? Or have you been creative? We are currently talking about the new uh, series of NVIDIA graphics cards uh, that were released yesterday, the 30 series. Um, um, but yeah, the, the point we were on is that 8K gaming, which is going to be available 8K 60, is or was it was it 8k60 i think it was um is insane to the point where if you watch any twitch stream twitch can output broadcasts at 4k uh 60 or even 4k 30 as far as i'm aware because essentially 4k is four times the resolution as a 1080 broadcast 8k is eight times the resolution as a 1080 broadcast so if you're putting 8k 60 fps most pcs or most bandwidths can't even manage that um let alone processors um so 8k i completely agree let's let's say it's too early for that even 4k completely forgetting 4k at this point and let's just focus on a solid 1080p 60 fps um 
high resolution. Uh, so push everything up your game to high at 60 FPS, 1080p. Even that, even some games challenge some PCs on that. So that's where the benefits of the next generation of uh, hardware comes from. Uh, we're Globetrotters, we're all over the world, hey! Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mr. Yeehar as well. Morning, lads and chat. Good morning, good morning. Um, morning, yeah, the, the biggest thing for me is this. I see, I've just done a quick search on Google because this is a, a screen taken from uh the nvidia broadcast last night this one was actually posted by linus tech tips uh where's my chrome browser there we go this is showing the generational leaps so this is where i am uh actually i need to click on the screen so you can see my asset this is at my house this is where i am 1080 ti so three year old but it's still up there in the ballpark of uh, 2070 supers just below 2080 super obviously um, not too far away from a 2080 Ti, but a long way away in terms of cost. Right now, a 1080 Ti will cost you about about $700-ish. Um, uh, looking at upgrading from the 1080 to the next equivalent model, the 2080, you go up to $1,200. The 3080, which is double uh, what the 2080 Ti can deliver, is, is the... Is, the same price as a 1080. So it's gone up a full generation forward, a bigger a bigger leap than anything's ever gone. Look at this. So a 980 to a 1080 is there. A 980 Ti to a 1080 Ti there. A 1080 Ti to a 2080 Ti, if they were in line, is there. So you're kind of going up um, a chunk. You can see considerable chunks. It's about the same. But then from a 2080 to a 3080, goes all the way. That, that, that is such a drastic leap in terms of... Um, performance that you can get out of the graphics card in terms of relativity i was watching a video last night i think it was digital foundry and they um did their own clocking obviously restrictions because it, they were able to test it on certain games and so on but essentially they were clocking it as um performance wise you get kind of what say if a 2080 ti is 100 percent performance a 3080 ti is kind of 190 percent performance which is incredible to think that that's 500 quid cheaper than what you would have been paying for half of the performance right now. If you buy a 2080 Ti right now and a 3080 Ti in two weeks or whatever it is, uh, 38, should I say, uh, in two weeks, you will essentially be doubling your performance but halving your price, which is which is ridiculous. I don't get how that works from a business perspective. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, incredible tech leap and decent prices too. Fair play to NVIDIA. I think that's the, that's the thing. I mean... I feel sorry for anyone that's bought a 2080 Ti right now. Uh, I mean, in fact, Atom's just bought a new PC. I would love to know what graphics card he's just got in it. He's just said RTX 2070 Super. Oh, oh I, didn't see, I didn't see that bit. So, what was it 20, 2070 Super? Yeah, so Asim's not not done too bad there because uh, 2070 Super was a really really well priced graphics card. I actually just bought the same for Tom as well. So 2070 Super is good. A 2080 Ti. That's when you've kind of paid for future proofing, and you will get future proofing. My 1080 Ti is is more than enough. Uh, it wasn't the other day when I was trying to stream Mafia at full spec and stream in Streamlabs and have Chrome open, which we know Chrome just chunks everything in your PC anyway. And I was foolishly trying to do game capture and display capture in Streamlabs at once. At that point, I started to drop frames. So uh, obviously, that's not just on my, my graphics card, this processor as well. But my 1080 Ti got me a large way through all of that. And that's three years old, four years old nearly now. Um, 2080 Ti is still, at this point, the best graphics card on the market that you can get. And so people will be buying that. And it will last you four years ahead. But I don't understand that. Like I said, I don't understand their logic. Usually, 
you you usurp your top model with the top model. So a 3080, which is their flagship, will replace their 2080 flagship, but for half the price. That means that all the 2080 stock that's on shelves, that's 1,200 quid, is so suddenly okay. If you don't if you don't drop that down to 400 quid, you're not going to sell it. So it has to be a third of the price to shift those. Because why would you get that when the 38 is better? I mean, obviously, benchmark tests haven't properly happened. That will start to come out over the next few weeks, so we can see real world uh, stacking up one of the other, uh, one against the other. The digital foundry stuff shows that the, the stats that they're saying are are legit so far, but obviously that varies depending on on real world stuff. But but my God, yes, please. I mean, I I'm not in a in a rush to get a graphics card. Like I say, my 1080 Ti does more than enough it doesn't give me rtx that's that's the biggest thing i don't have any ray tracing uh potential um because it's not an rtx card uh whereas like asim's 2070 super similar sort of ballparks uh, statistically but asim has the rtx element he can get all of the benefits of ray tracing and stuff so i was thinking oh maybe maybe i'll get a new one soon maybe i'll try going for a two pc setup eventually or something like that but do you know what to get another like the next generation leap, I'm thinking 1200 quid for a TI again. I mean, that's just out the window. I don't even need to look at TI. I could yeah. just get a 3080 RTX and just be spending like 600 quid. I mean, I say 600 quid as if it's not a large amount of money. It is. But for but for what we've been spending, that is incredible. That is incredible. Uh, so yeah, if you're getting a new graphics card and you want a 2080 TI, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, Ian says, I, I wonder if I can play CSGO at 1,000 frames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it still wouldn't matter to me. It'd be like, ah, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm just going to quickly peek. Oh, and I'm dead again. Ah. Speaking of CSGO, one story we don't have in the news uh, today, but I did see yesterday. Did you see that um, ESL have had to ban some um, coaches from big teams? So uh, MIBR uh, or MIBA, um, their coach and I think three others or two others had been using spectator mode in CSGO. Yeah. They, they found that, that if you went through the right steps, you could spectate anywhere on the map. So they would basically just go and sit behind the opposition team and go, yep, they're all coming down A, yeah. they're all coming down B, or they're all coming down C. So they've just been given six, 12, and 24-month bans, respectively. Ouch! <laughs> but that's what you get. That's what you get. you got to cheat. you got to cheat. What's the point in being competitive if you're not going to compete? Get out of here. Yeah, there was uh, there was hiding in walls, wasn't there? They found like a wall glitch as well, so they could go sit in the walls and wait for everyone to come up so they could get a better view of the map. Scummy as fuck. Dirt baggery. You get what you get. If you if you do that, you got to pay the consequences. Anyway, the who... Thing is, those people are never going to work in CSGO again because who's going to employ them? <laughs> well, that's the thing. They probably could do. You could imagine, I mean, MIBR would, would um, are likely to cut ties. They're going to go, nope, you've already dragged us through the mud. Get out of here. Um, so I can't remember the name of the person. Let's call him Jonathan. Uh, it's not his name. But let's say it was obviously an esports name, like Death Adder or something like that. I can't remember. Um, but let's say Jonathan um, has been kicked from MIBR. He'll probably come back and get put onto a lower team. I imagine a lower team would pick him up just because of the amount of... Uh, uh, prestige, eyes, and experience. He can uh, eyes on, should I say, their their brand and the amount of experience he brings to their roster. I imagine someone will pick him up. Um, uh, but yeah, in, in my opinion, I don't think anyone should do that's bullshit. I don't. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I say one thing and then I start thinking like, if you're cheating at the highest level, you shouldn't be able to play at the highest level. But is it a case of is 
how how long is the sentence and stuff like that. So I'd need, to, I'd need to run that over and make the decision in my head before I can comment on it. But either way, get the fuck out of here. Death underscore Jonathan. That's his name. Death Jonathan. <laughs> Thank you very much, Yeehaw. I mean, I knew it was something like that. <laughs> it's not the name, but we'll pretend it is. Uh, so anyone looking at a new graphics card, anyone looking at a new PC, um, anyone interested in the 30 series of graphics card, anyone interested but, but still not going to get one, um, and if you are, what would you look at? A 3070, a 3080, or would anyone actually be looking at a 3090? Don't get me wrong. A 3090 just sounds incredible. The fact that it can mm. do 80, 8K, 60 FPS, and so on. But that's going to future-proof yourself for, for 5 to 10 years, even, maybe, at that. Um, but, like, 1,500 quid, you're going to be future-proofing yourself so far in advance that you're not even going to get to use 8K60 before it's fully accepted and before the next graphics card is out. That's kind of like 3080 is future-proofing you, but 3090, mm. by the time you're fully using the graphics card, it's going to be five generations out of date, probably, or something like that. It just seems a bit yeah. bizarre. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you've got the money and you can go for it, then absolutely go for it. I would high-five the shit out of you if you've got a 3090 system. 3080 is probably kind of where I'm looking if I was to get one. Um, but yeah, what would you guess? Think? Anyone actually going to look at one? What about you, Bib? Well, um, to be fair, I'm actually more interested in what people think in terms of are they going to continue to PC game or are they going to potentially... Sorry, are they going to continue with the console gaming or potentially in this price point jump over to PC gaming? Because it is affordable PC gaming now and that's something that has historically turned people off so if you've got a base pc uh and it's fast enough it's got all the ram that you need it's got the cpu that you require it's got a good motherboard uh it's got all the ram but you just need to top up the pieces that's that's the benefit of a piece of pc gaming you can just top up the pieces here there it's like lego pieces do you know what i mean you can just take it out and put a new one in providing that all the rest of the pieces are compatible so if if my cpu is fast enough i could just take my graphics card out and put this 500 pound one in and i'm set then like I, i'm i'm gaming better than the people who will be gaming better on consoles when they eventually come out and it's probably going to be around the same price but in because my pc is now what five years old i need to update my cpu i did get some new ram around christmas time so that's that's up to spec i'm happy with that i could you could always have more ram but i'm happy with what i've got so far yeah, he's only got 500 gig of RAM. That's, that's, yeah. that's all. That's all. <laughs> but it's in terms of getting a new CPU, I'm probably going to have to do that before I get a new uh, one of these new graphics cards. But if I did, if he had the ability to just to be able to slot the new graphics card in, even the budget one, I say budget, <laughs> it shits all over everything that's out there for 500 sheets. Um, but yeah, just tapping that one in there, and I'm good to go. Then I'm 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 more than happy at PC gaming now, and probably never playing a console again, despite most of my friends owning consoles and that's where they'll play pc gaming for me has changed the way that i look at playing games not only because most of the time they're cheaper um but the whole mouse and keyboard thing when i'm playing especially playing first person shooters is fantastic i can plug any of one of my controllers into the pc and then play as if it's my console just with better resolution better frame rates and everything else that goes along with it it's such a snobbery thing to think that PC gaming is the elitist, but unfortunately it is. And I, I'm so glad that I have the ability and the money to be able to invest into being a part of the PC master race, shall we say. But 
it is what it is. It's entirely if you if you're the type of gamer that just wants to sit in the front room, put the PlayStation on the big TV and play it like that. That's entirely true. I did that for the longest time, but I think since getting into the PC ecosystem, for me, it's very difficult to look elsewhere. Um, Jim Butters says, I mean, I like PC gaming, but always being a console gamer. Get main uh, game I play is World of Warcraft, uh, so I'm happy with my 1080 at the more. Um, Asim says, yeah, I think you'd probably need to upgrade a few other parts of an older PC to fit one of these new cards in, though, so it would work out slightly more. I do believe I was I was watching it fairly late last night, slash this morning, the, the Digital Foundry video, but I do believe you will need some sort of adapter for Forgetting GPUs and CPUs, PSUs, the power supply units. Uh, so obviously, most people, if you if you don't know how to build a PC, I don't know how to build a PC. I know enough about it now. I, I, only, I still wouldn't feel comfortable building one. Uh, but you basically have a block in the bottom, which is your plug. Uh, that's the gist, the gist of it. That's where you get all your power coming in. Anyway, to connect your graphics card to your PSU, um, from what I was seeing last night, there's a different adapter on this 3080 card um, so that you'll have to, even if you just bought the Founders Edition of the, the 3080 to swap out. So my 3080 and my 1080 should be interchangeable, uh, really, for me, for what I've got in my uh, system, i7 uh, uh, GPU. So it should it should be fine. However, I don't, I don't know if the power supplies will change over. I might have to, even if I buy that, I might have to buy an adapting cable to change the power supply so that it actually fits into my PSU. So that is one thing. If you are looking at graphics cards, obviously do look at capability, uh, compatibility, should I say, to see if... Not only your GPU, but your PSUs uh, and everything works there because you could spend an absolute bargain on a graphics card and get this 400 uh, quid uh, 3070 or the 500 quid 3080 or whatever the actual prices are. Um, but yeah, it might not work. So make sure, make sure you do check to see if it does work because it, it's a bargain until it doesn't work and then it's just a waste of money, yeah. no matter how good a deal it is. Uh, Ad says, I need a PC first. <laughs> um, Ad says, I bought my RTX 2070 Super Rig for 900 quid bargain uh interesting how much a new rig with one of these would cost personally half of the rtx 2070 super rig and ps5 combo that's it i've got a 1080 ti so i'm same sort of uh performance output as i've 2070 but without the ray tracing and i'm happy with mine i'm not in a rush to, to upgrade mine at all it's just because of how big elite they are and how little a jump in price they are and the worst thing with graphics cards as well um if you look at costs of graphics cards, they tend to come out benchmark price, but unlike most other things, graphics cards prices can elevate and the baseline mm -hmm. can elevate, meaning you a 500 quid graphics card could be a thousand quid everywhere later on in the year because of supply and demand. So part of me is thinking, ooh, do I get one? Because I know it's 500 quid now, but is it going to stay 500 quid? Could it, could it, like the 1080s, 1080 Ti's, for yeah. example, that was, um, that was kind of the Bitcoin, um, like boom, everyone buying graphics cards to farm um, for bitcoins and so on. Graphics cards prices then went from reasonably cheap to skyrocketed. So part of me thinks, oh, see, I've got more than enough right now, but do I just get one just in case? And I mean, they probably won't if they're so cheap. But but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, this I'm... is the thing though. Like, if if I wanted one, I don't have a 4K monitor yet. I still have a 1080p, a 1080 monitor, a 1080p monitor, or whatever. So if I was to get one of these, I still can't like there's a reason why I didn't buy a PlayStation 4 Pro. I don't have a 4K monitor, so it'll be absolutely pointless. Fair enough, I can still reap some of the benefits of having a pro, but I don't have the 4K monitor. So it it kind of defeats the object. However, if I knew I was getting one of these and it was just a case of I could just slot it in and then have 
I could go out and buy a new monitor, 4K monitor, and a um, brand new graphics card for less than a grand. I would absolutely do that. But you see, and then again, I'm in the exact same situation as I can buy a PlayStation 5 and a 4K monitor, still be less than a grand, I think, because we don't know how big, how much the consoles are yet. But it's, it's just one of them things. If you've got the money and you had the ability to just buy one or the other, I absolutely would buy the graphics card over a, a new console. That's me personally. In terms of monitors as well, um, this is a, a, a sweeping generalization, but if, I mean, I've got 25, well, actually, I'm not, I'll, I'll show you. I don't have 25 inch exclusively. I've got uh, a 24.5 inch monitor, 24.5 inch monitor, and I think a 26 or seven, I can't remember what that one is. That's that's That was my first monitor. Anyway, so at this sort of size of monitors, um, at that sort of size of monitor, 4K doesn't really give you that much of a benefit. At that sort of size monitor, 10, uh, 1080 with um, higher frames, which is kind of what I went for. I went for 244 hertz monitors. Uh, at, at that size, hertz is better. However, I do have space for a bigger screen up here. So that's kind of where I'd want to be wanting. I'd be wanting my 4K bigger Uber screen um, over the top. I mean, I'm years away from getting that as well. But yeah, I mean, for me, it wouldn't necessarily be about the 8K or even the 4K. It'd be just maximizing playing at 244 uh, hertz uh, and that sort of thing. That's kind of where I'd be looking at using the extra power. But then again, um, yeah, I'm assuming 38K would absolutely smash that out of the park, but 20, uh, 38 would smash that out of the park, but I'm assuming 2070 Supers and stuff would smash that out of the park too as well. My 1080 does it does a good job at that. Um, so yeah, it's... A lot of it is unnecessary in terms of what the 3080s and, and especially the 3090 delivers. Uh, but like you say, the compatibility with it, as Bibbs said, he doesn't he doesn't have a 4K monitor, so does he need a 4K graphics card? Uh, we'll see. I mean, the 3080s coming so cheap, we'll drop the price of the 2080s uh, and the 2070s. That could mean 1080 Ti's. If people are still selling them somewhere, they could be absolutely bargain basement prices by, by the end of it so yeah you never know you might be able to pick up some amazing graphics card for hardcore gaming without the 4k elements um for super cheap which would be nice which would be nice uh ad says um uh, do a pc giveaway but rig it for me to win kappa uh okay i'm not sure that's how it works but okay uh, speaking of PC, uh, not not PC giveaways, but giveaways. We the ice cream uploads player.gg giveaway to give away our console, the um the Evercade console that we purchased. The the winner of that just does not want to claim their prize. Uh, I'm gonna have a quick look now, make sure, uh, and see. But if not, we will be redrawing this giveaway uh, today. Uh, nope. This person still hasn't provided their information, despite them being emailed twice and messaged. So I'll give them until 12 noon, and then we'll redraw another winner. So if you have entered the Evercade giveaway and you haven't had an email um, or a message, uh, then do you know what? You might you might in an hour or so, because this person is running out of time. Um, anyway, jumping back into the chat. Uh, da, 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 da. Personally happy with the ad. Oh, no, I've read that bit. Yeehaw says, I got my PC in 2013. <laughs> well, get yourself a 3080, an absolute bargain. I mean, you probably have to, if it's 2013, you might have to upgrade a few other bits there. But do you know what? It does what it does. It does what it does. That's fine. Um, and if you're playing console games on stream as well, uh, then you don't even need a 3080. A 1080 is more than enough to uh, uh, run your stream. Or even 1060s or whatever is more than enough to run streams usually. Uh, my, my eyes do not spot anything more than 4K. At least that's what I'm trying to convince myself. Well, there's that too. Uh, there is that too. Uh, Jojo, good morning, Jojo. Welcome in. 
Uh, a little bit early. Masters of the League's not starting for a little while yet, but we appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. James says, wasn't the 1080, etc. high in price because of data miners buying them all up so uh, so short supplying the materials like so we're going to compress Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's um we probably you probably typed that at the same time I mentioned it. Yeah. 1080s were fairly cheap, um, but then they went skyrocketing because of Bitcoin miners and so on. But yeah. Uh ah, I auto win it then says ads. We will see. We will see. I mean a Nevercade's not gonna be able to uh use a 3080 graphics card, but you know, you know, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a nice little console nonetheless. Anyway, let's move forward. That's enough of PC uh, conversations. Let's move back into a console realm for those that don't know what a GPU or a CPU or an FU is. It's not, it's not a thing, really. I'm joking. Uh, banter. Uh, well, it is a thing, but it's not. It's not. Anyway, moving ahead. Andy Robinson, once again for VGC, says, Xbox Series S seemingly being referenced again by a Microsoft product. The less powerful next-gen console has still not been announced, but been announced 50,000 times. The unannounced... Uh, less powerful next-gen Xbox console has seemingly been referenced again on official Microsoft material. A Twitter user claimed this weekend to have hot, to have ordered an Xbox controller, which they said came bundled with an Xbox Game Pass code sheet pictured above, which mentions Xbox X slash S. Uh, if legitimate, uh, well, Xbox Series X slash S, should I say. If legitimate, it's the second time in the past month that official Xbox merchandise has referenced the unannounced console. In August, some consumers managed to get their hands on updated next-gen controllers, uh, which reportedly reference Xbox Series X on their boxes. As reported by uh, multiple media outlets, including VGC, the console, codenamed Lockhart, uh, or Series S, as it looks set to be called, is a less powerful version of the Series X that will likely target cost-conscious consumers. Um, there is the embedded tweet. I will read it uh, just for uh, context, but we will probably get it repeated somewhere as that. It's always the case. Whenever I read it, they're repeating the text. Anyway, uh, Brendan, a.k.a. Braviary Brendan on Twitter, says, I got a new controller from the Xbox since mine was broken. Interestingly enough, the Game Pass Ultimate Code trial sheet uh, that mentions the unannounced at Xbox Series S, it's definitely a thing. Uh, Lockout development kits are understood to have been with studios for several months, with next-gen Xbox developers expected to support both Series X and Lockout in a similar setup to the existing One X uh, and One S consoles uh, and PS4 and ps4 pro uh the yet to be announced second next gen console skew is designed to appeal to cost conscious players and will reportedly target four teraflops of computing power compared to 12 of the series x although the system is reportedly less powerful than the series x it's claimed series s will still offer aspects of the next gen experience currently uh, currently unavailable to past gen consoles possibly in the form of faster ssd loading speeds and limited ray tracing um there's other other previously mentioned stuff but we will we will we will leave that behind. Mm. So we don't have prices. We don't have release dates. We don't even yeah. even have confirmation that the console is coming. But the console war is so messed up right now that they are referencing their own unannounced console multiple times a month, but still haven't announced it. What are your thoughts on the situation, Ben? Yeah, it's it's basically the same as it has been for the last couple of months. It's just it, it, for me, it's starting to get boring now <laughs> because of like what are Microsoft and Sony doing at this point in time? The console is technically about two or three. Uh, sorry, hypothetically around two or three months away. We don't know when it's coming out. We don't know where the price point is. But all of the other uh, companies around them that are going to be creating products to support them. And not only this, it's a it's a Microsoft controller has been alluding to stuff, and we're finding out through 
for third party, shall we say, like Ubisoft yesterday announcing that the PlayStation Four, uh, PlayStation Five, won't be compatible to PlayStation One, Two, and Three. Like that should be it. PlayStation coming out and announcing that shit. Why are we finding out through someone that's developing games for your console? It's just it's a bit of a shit show. Um, I don't know how else to put it. it. I can't believe it's taken them so long to be able to come out. What for me? It's like what are you hiding? What's behind the curtain? What? Why? Why are you keeping it this long? Like surely now, surely the pandemic. And fair enough, we are in crisis at the moment in the in the entirety of the world. But surely the pandemic that's going around does not hide the fact that you can't give the people how much it's going to be costing and how much and when it's going to be coming out. If you release a date and you say it's going to be pushed back because of everything else, that's fair enough. We've had that all all year through the gaming. It's just there's no transparency from the top at the moment. So it makes you think what is actually behind this curtain. We have absolutely no idea. And something as simple as this, if this is a, a first party control, which looks like it is, because I've got the Game Pass um, voucher in there as well. How has this been allowed to leave production and go out to people when it's been alluding to something that isn't even out yet or being spoken about? It's it's very bizarre. It's very very bizarre. It is. It's 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 it shows you that they both have their own curtains with their own plans behind them. Um, in my in my opinion, that is what the case is. So Sony know what they're releasing. They know how much it's going to cost or how much they want it to cost, and they know when they want to release it. So they're stood there with that all wrapped behind a blue curtain. And the other side of the room, Xbox knows what they're going to release, knows how they want to release it, and they knows how much they would like it to be. And that's all wrapped up behind a green curtain. But the, the core of that is the price. Um, so they know how much they want it to be. They know how much they should sell it to get a profit. But they know that if they go out too high uh, and then drop it, first impression is gone. It could still be cheap at the end of it, but the first impression is gone. If they go out too low um, and Sony goes, do you know what, actually, um, ours isn't 300 quid. Ours is 450, but you get the best console in the market kind of thing. Um, so am, am I going too high? Am I going too low? Am I am I, am I making myself look, look cheap? Am I... And it's just it's all of this looking across the fence sort of thing, and understandable. Don't get me wrong, I'm I'm, I'm kind of undermining that, saying just just believe in your product and, and put it out. Um, but Xbox did that in the last generation and paid for it for seven years, um, so they don't want to do it right now. Which it's just la- leaves us in this dog shit situation of of nothing is being announced, nothing, nobody knows where we are or what is coming or or what to expect. We can't even pre-order. PlayStation are now starting to do pre-orders, but only with certain people that we don't know who or when or how they qualify. And it, and it's smoke and mirrors and and cloak and dagger is probably the better phrase rather than smoke and mirrors. Cloak and dagger, that's what it is. Um, and it's bullshit. Someone just fucking announced something. I mean, I'm saying that like it's 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 light news. Someone just fucking announced something, but whoever announces it is on is you could get you can get counterpunched if you if you strike first, you might hit the killer blow. But if you don't, you can you you leave yourself open for the counterpunch, and that's that's where the killer blow more often than not is. That's how Microsoft got taken down. They struck first. Microsoft are on the front foot. Microsoft are always the first E3 conference when when E3 exists proper. Um, they go first. They get out first. They want to be in front. They want to lead the headlines. Um, but you can see that doing that has left them open to PlayStation's counterattack. Uh, and being first used to win console wars, but being effective, being uh, having the right strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Yeah, yeah. fucking Cobra Kai. Yeah. Cobra Kai never dies. Um, but yeah, Microsoft 
have have clearly struck first and struck hard. PlayStation, the one that I've had no mercy, they've gone, okay, so you're, you're releasing that. Here's our piss-taking 30-second video. Here's our lower price. Here's how our offering's better than yours. And it just absolutely unpicks and unpins everything. So now Microsoft have been counter-attacked so many times. They're going, okay, we're going to wait. But PlayStation's like, well, we wait anyway, so that's fine by us. And now the, the only people that are paying for it are us um, because it will all come so late that everyone's just going to panic, go pre-order, and everything will be gone. Uh, the longer they leave it to come out, the longer they leave it before we can pre-order, uh, the harder it's going to be and the more price gouging and, and bird-botting shit that we had with the Switches and stuff all through summer we will have on the consoles. So just get sorted out. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you know what? I think someone should just go with it because, yes, you may go first and, yes, you may lose the console war, but defeat does not exist in this dojo, does it? Sensei! Sorry, we, we, we finished off the uh, second season of Cobra Kai last night, so there you go, there you go. I appreciate the reference. Uh, Cobra Kai, by the way, is on Netflix. It used to be on YouTube Red, so I watched Series 1, but didn't get to Series 2 because nobody continued with the, their YouTube Red subscriptions past the first month, did they? Ever? Nobody yeah. did, surely? Um, so we only watched Season 2 this weekend, so there you go. Uh, anyway, moving ahead. Moving ahead. Uh, Xbox Series X exists! Uh, Series S exists. We know it, you know it, everyone knows it, but Microsoft just won't talk about it. Hopefully, at some point in the next future, they may do. But right now, we are not in that time. Uh, next article, though. Warner Brothers Games, uh, Warner Brothers Games even, deemed too valuable. AT&T is no longer interested in selling, according to the report. I mean, that... Let me just, just lose the article for a second. That, do you know what? Surprises me and doesn't surprise me at the same time. Warner Brothers Games, for those of you who don't know, is... Um, the video game department of Warner Brothers, surprisingly, uh, WB Games, that is. Um, it has been on the market for a potential uh, few months, six months-ish maybe, maybe maybe less, uh, with reported interest from which the articles that we had previously had Microsoft been looking to buy it. Um, and the big, the other bigger one was AT&T. Obviously, there is others, but I'll not name that because I'll just probably spoil the article to come. Um and Warner Brother hasn't had any major, major successes for the last few years. Um, but after the DC fandom and half after hearing um, the uh, well, the Suicide Squad, is it uh, Kill the Justice League? Is that what it was called? Mm. Um, and then there was the the Batman. What was the Batman game called? The Bat? No, that's the film. Batman, Batman, Batman. Batman blah, blah, blah. I can't remember. Whatever that. Whatever. Uh, yeah, that was the film. though, wasn't it. Now, what was the game? The other. Yeah. The film was. Uh, you had Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights, that's it, that's it. So yeah, after announcing Gotham Knights and all of the excitement around that, and Suicide Squad Killed Justice League and all the excitement around that, plus envelop that in all of the film situation that's coming. So we have uh, the Batman, we have uh, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League coming to, uh, was it not, was it HBO? I can't remember. What? Yeah. Um. So that plus there was... <clears throat> another film. Anyway, I can't remember. We don't, we don't need to talk about the films too much. A lot of stuff coming. Long story short, the value, the perceived value of that company has gone up. AT&T no longer interested. Interesting, interesting. So let's have a read of the article, see if it actually does uh, stack up with that. But that's not that my, that my pre-thoughts. 
So this is written by Sharif Saeed for VG247. It says, AT&T has wised up to the value of its gaming division and will reportedly be keeping it. Actually, no, AT, sorry, AT&T no longer interested in selling. There we go. Um, in June, reports said that AT&T, the parent company of Time Warner, who owns Warner Brothers' various game studios, was looking to sell Warner Brothers games in order to pay off uh, some of its debt. The move reportedly garnered interest from Microsoft, Take-Two, and EA and others, uh, but no sale was made for what TNT reportedly saw as a $4 billion transaction. Now, Bloomberg is reporting that the company has changed its mind, having re-examined the unit's potential for growth and deciding it was too valuable. See, that I find it bizarre that they even got to that point in time. <laughs> yeah. That's that, that's what I'm laughing at. It's, it, it's embarrassing, really. Just For me, it just seems like the wrong people are in the wrong job, if I'm being perfectly honest, because they have absolutely no uh, interest or knowledge of what the IPs are worth because they, from, from me, from the outside looking in, it looks like most of them probably who are making the decisions up there aren't gamers and don't know what the people want. They've realized, in fact, I'll carry on with the article. I'll give a thoughts after it because I'm fucking waffling. No, no I, I agree. AT&T owns Time Warner, which owns Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers Games. And they're like, Warner Brothers just doesn't make any money uh, because, you know, like, look at the Batman films. It's because you make shit films and good games. Don't get rid of the games department and carry on with shit films. Anyway, let's get back to the news. <laughs> uh, Bloomberg points out that a change in senior leadership at the company may have contributed to this decision. CEO John Stanky, who took office in July, may have influenced this newfound appreciation for WB Games. His predecessor, Randall Stevenson, oversaw the initial move to sell the unit. Indeed, the writing was on the wall when Warner Media CEO Jason Keeler indicated in an email that the company is continuing investment in Warner Brothers Interactive. There's also the impact of the coronavirus to consider, which greatly boosted the profile of video games as, a mo as more and more people flock to them for entertainment while they're stuck at home. Owning a digital business like video game development is all of a sudden a more enticing proposition. Of course, there's also the tangled web of licenses and IP ownership, which would have made selling any of those studios complicated. I mean, let me just stop. I mean, owning a digital business like video games development is, is all of a sudden a more enticing proposition. Yes, it is. But we're not we're not talking about a start that's gone, oh, fuck, it'd be good to have a video game company on the hand because, you know, people are playing video games. We're talking about Warner Brothers Interactive. This is the company that has made the Arkham series of games, uh, The Shadow of Mordor, if, if that's the name of the series, that's one of the games anyway, the, Mord the Mordor games, um, um, and many, many more. Uh, they've they've had their hands in in Hitman, obviously not anymore because IO Interactive uh, self published that now. But but they've been involved in a bajillion other things over the years as well. So it's not like this has just gone. Oh yeah, actually, fuck yeah, this is a this is things that video games could make us money. These games will have been making money. It's just it shows you the disconnect from from the suits and ties at the top uh, to actual people. Uh, communities and video games are what they want. The fact that AT&T were looking to sell to Microsoft or to 2K or to EA. Um, if if Microsoft, which is a, a very, very respectable and money-making business in the games industry, uh, and 2K, respectable money-making business in the games industry, and EA, respectable 2K money-making, if all these companies that know how to make money, uh, money from video games are going, all right, you're selling that. Yeah, I'll take that off your hands. If all of those are willing to take it off your hands, it shows you that there's something good there. The fact that they were just going to go, yeah, do you know what? Our, our stuff hasn't really been successful in terms of not, not necessarily making money, but like leading the conversation. So, so Marvel Cinematic Universe, everyone was speaking about Infinity War and uh, Endgame. Everyone. It was like the most talked about movie ever, Infinity War. And, and then Endgame went even further with the amount of people that went to see it. Boom. And they're thinking, oh, well, do you know what? Actually, 
do we really need Warner Brothers and, and, and the video game stuff? Because all we do is make games films that people don't really see because nobody really liked the Justice League. All they did was talk about getting another version of it released and 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 that Graham Day, all he does is piss his moan about Batman vs. Superman being the worst film that he's ever seen ever, 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 ever. So yeah, let's just get rid of this shit. Just, just, just on a whim. Let's get rid of it. Probably not on a whim. They probably had some sort of flawed research behind it, but, but to just go from going, yeah, we'll sell a massive company that, that makes video games on a massive scale and some of the most loved games in history, not that I've played the Arkham games uh, and, and and so on, to just go from, ah yeah, we'll get rid of it, to actually, do you know what, it's worth quite a bit of money. It's just a, such a fucking whiplash change of direction. It's, it's that. What were you going to say in the uh, middle of the article there, Bib? It's almost as if the thought coming in, oh, we need to make some change and we'll shake shit up. We'll get rid of the, all, the, all the Batman IPs and Mortal Kombat whatever else it was that we're trying to flog, then realise that when DC fandom hits and everyone has been waiting eagerly for a brand new Batman game, and not to mention we're getting two, uh, not Batman games, shall we say, we're getting Gotham Knights and we're getting Suicide Squad, not to mention the Batman film, that they realised, actually, we can probably make some money from this Batman game. <laughs> all these Batman games, all these DC games. Um, so it just screams of people who aren't interested in playing video games or they're just interested in profiting that because they haven't made any money off Batman games or DC games over the years because they haven't brought any out spoiler alert. Um, that when they actually start to bring some out, people start to get giddy and that is where their money is going to be coming from. So it's very interesting from my perspective for them to say, actually, we now value this brand because everybody on Twitter is talking about these brand new games. I mean, to be, to be, Gotham Knights looks dynamite. Samantha is really looking forward to playing the Suicide Squad game. Um, so the, there's two games there without even licensing out the likes of the Joker going over to Mortal Kombat um, or a, a potential new Injustice game coming out. It's It baffles me that the people at these companies undervalue some of the stuff that they've got without actually taking note of how popular they potentially are. Like you said, if the fact that EA and Take-Two are looking at potentially taking your franchise, you need to look harder at the stuff that you are trying to sell because clearly you're undervaluing them. Um, I have a source as well that has mentioned that, that EA and Microsoft were obviously looking at it for for, for the obvious reasons. It's something profitable. 2K weren't interested until a Mr. Tassin Handia, who um, just basically went in with a big pad that just had the word Batman written on the same page over and over again. <laughs> uh, whoops, dropped it on the desk and says, buy this shit! So yeah, 2K were interested, but it seems like AT&T are no longer interested. But you know, that's just a source. I'm not I'm not saying that's fact, but it's fucking fact. It's fucking fact. Uh, so yeah, anyway, WB Games? Okay, WB Games, there we go, is too valuable to sell. Um... I mean, did anyone see that as a surprise? Anyone see that as a surprise? <laughs> anyone? Anyone at all? Uh, because it's, it, it's... Breaking news! Sky is blue! Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! Uh, depends. I mean, Manchester, it's not always the case. But you know what You know what I'm saying. Uh, it's just people are the wrong... I don't want to criticise them too much because clearly they'll have more knowledge in certain areas than I ever will. But to undervalue the likes of a Batman game or any of the DC stuff and you just want to offload it because you think it'll make you a quick book. I'm sorry, but I think you're in the wrong position there, mate. <laughs> I just, I can't see it. Like, I don't understand it. Like, why would they want to get rid of it? Obviously, there was at some point going to be a new Batman game. All the, the people, people on Twitter have been going wild for at least a year. And absolutely the last six months since they've been teasing the Gotham Knights stuff. So I, I don't know. It's, it, it's blown my mind, but... 
here we are. Chupid. Chupid. Um, just, just throwing in, I've just done a quick Google, because I keep mentioning the same years, but obviously completely forgetting Mortal Kombat. Um, watch Mortal Kombat, the first movie on the weekend as well, by the way, for the first time in about a million years on Netflix. Fucking badass. Or, or Prime. Can't remember. Well, anyway, good. Um, so Mortal Kombat, the Injustice games as well, are all in there. Middle, obviously Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Um, and and was, wasn't the rumours of Matrix being revisited as well? As, or something as well? So, so Someone came into the chat last week and mentioned that. I haven't seen anything about it. Um, but someone did come into the chat last week and mention it. So stepping away from from the superhero DC element, um, obviously that branches out into Legos and all of that sort of shit too. Um, uh, Legos in terms of plural of the games, not plural of Lego, because the plural of Lego is Lego. Don't say, oh, look at these Legos, because that would just get me angry. Anyway, just, just you know, slight bugbear there. Usa, usa. All the Harry Potter stuff. There's the new Harry Potter um, Wizarding World game that's supposed to be coming mm -hmm. as well, which has been leaked previously. So, like, there is a lot, a lot to go at. I'm thinking Harry Potter, the DC Universe uh, video games, uh, potential Matrix stuff, if that's happening, and the Mortal Kombat titles alone, to think they're just, oh, actually, quite valuable. It's just, it just shows a massive, massive disconnect. And, and do you know what? Um, where's the article? I've just got rid of it. So, John Stanke, who took office in July, the fact that he's come in and just stopped that sale straight off, Makes me think, do you know what? Good news. It's le leg eye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, John Stanky has come in and, and squashed the uh, um, the moves made by Jason Keeler. Oh, no, actually, no. Who's the other guy? I'm trying to find the name that was in the article. Uh, Randall Stevenson. He saw the move to sell it. Randall, don't know you, and I don't know what went on, but from what I can see, you look like a bit of a nipple. I mean, don't be trying to sell off Warner Brothers games as if there's no value in it. John Stankett, um, hopefully you bring in good things for Batman. And the fact that the fact that it's taken so, so, so long for us to get any Batman content. I mean, how long have they been teasing these Batman games from WB Montreal? About 18 months? Overall, yeah, I think so. I think it's around that time, yeah. So if Randall Stevenson's trying to sell the business and this, this teaser's dragged on for 18 months, you have to feel that is cause and effect. We want to sell the business, let's not start anything new. So it's all just kind of stopped. John Stanky takes over in July. We are now uh, a month and a couple of days after July, and we've already had uh, two games announced and films being announced already. I mean, obviously, Stanky's not involved in the films bit, but two games have been announced in a month and a half after he joined the company. That, that can't be coincident, surely, right? Surely someone that has come in and said... Okay, you are holding all this up. You are devaluing it. The reason you don't think there's any value in it is because you have just devalued it. Let's pump the value back in. So yeah, um, it could be that. That's what it. That's what it looks like to me. John Stanky is coming, breathe new life into it. They've pushed new games out, and suddenly it's valuable because they're actually doing something with the items that they have at their disposal. That's, uh, disposal. That's what it looks like to me. Um, David says, <clears throat> "You weak, pathetic fools." I've come for your souls. Which is a Mortal Kombat reference. There you go. There you go. You're welcome. Um, good job. I had a, an icebreaker cinnamon minute in because my voice would not have been able to carry that through. <laughs> anyway, final news article of the day. Um, and surprise, surprise. We've already kind of touched this uh, already. Bibby said it's frustrating and annoying as fuck. Uh, he didn't say those exact words, but that's that's what we all think. It's annoying. It's annoying as fuck. Um, but the article from Michael Beckwith in the Metro says there will be no 
surprise, surprise, new next-gen news at the Tokyo Game Show this month warns Microsoft. Surprise, surprise, major event with nothing new. <laughs> Great. Uh, I mean, it's not like a, a Series S or anything exists or anything. Oh, wait, you've told us that twice. Anyway, um, let's jump. There's, there is an update. So oh, let's jump. Right, okay, this is interesting because the title that I put in when I found it this morning is now different from what's on there because like, when you was reading No New Next Gen News, that wasn't the title that I found this morning. So the, this update has changed the title and oh, the actual article itself. Interesting. Well, I'll start off with the original story, which starts off with a tagline that's probably more like what you had in mind then. So the tagline says, this year's Tokyo Game Show will kick off with another Xbox Series X showcase from Microsoft, which will last nearly an hour. So is that more like what the tagline yes. was? Yeah. yeah. It was so, only these paragraphs and then underneath about something else. But this update stuff has been put in since we've gone live. Oh, okay. So uh, basically, um, Xbox has said that they're going to be showing off show, uh, Xbox Game Showcase stuff, but then gone, shit, shit, um, uh, nothing's new. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there we go. Uh, while signs seem to point to the Xbox Series X release in this November, we still don't know the exact date or even how much it will cost. It's possible, however, that we may finally find out late this month at the Tokyo Game Show, of all places, which is being held online this year for obvious reasons. According to the official schedule, not only is Microsoft holding another one of its Xbox showcases, it's what's opening the event on the 24th of September. The Xbox brand has always struggled in Japan, so this could be Microsoft taking steps to help improve its image in the East and encourage potential Japanese buyers. The schedule doesn't indicate what exactly will be shown during the showcase but it sounds like it will be substantial as it will run for 50 minutes so we can probably expect some new info and not just updates of already confirmed titles uh okay in related news actually no we'll leave the related news actually no we'll jump into the related news because it says resident evil and nobody wants to read that yeah <laughs> in related news Capcom has also confirmed that it will be at the event and on 25th of september it will be sharing more information about resident Evil A I V I L L A dot dot G G Village. Um, that's that's me taking the piss out of the fact that it's, it's called Resident Evil Village, but they didn't know whether they should call it Eight Village or V I I I Age or or what. But yeah, Resident Evil Village Eight. Uh, Capcom had originally promised that new details would be revealed in August, but the month came and went without any official news. Something Capcom apologised for. Uh, so we have an embedded tweet saying Resident Evil Village will be part of Tokyo Game Show. 2020 online and Capcom, uh, Capcom's own TGS Live 2020. We know that gamers are excited to learn more in August, so we apologise for the delay. Stay tuned. Uh, whatever what was meant to be shown in August sounds like it has simply been delayed, and while we don't know what the plan was, it's more likely a new trailer of some kind. The Xbox Series X is scheduled to release in November. So that was the original article, so let's jump back up to the update. Update! Hopes that Microsoft's next-gen plans would finally be laid bare this month have quickly been dashed, uh, as they admit that their 50-minute long Tokyo Game Show opener won't have any major news. <laughs> Why would you... 50 I minutes to... watch that then, no. <laughs> yeah, 50 minutes to open the show and have nothing. Hey, guys! <laughs> so my name is Xbox. It's like opening Night Live all over again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was quite a surprise to find that Microsoft would be starting off the digital event, since obviously there can't be a physical one, uh, this year, but a new blog warns that it'll primarily be to celebrate the visionary creators and vibrant players in the region. I'm going to ditch the article for a second. So, so Microsoft have got 50 minutes to open Tokyo Game Show. Microsoft have had a shit show in Asia forever. They've never been able to make a dent into the market because it's PlayStation only, pretty much, um, and obviously Switch. Um, so they decide to start off by talking about people that already make 
games and play games in the region. Hey, you guys, you already know you, but let's talk about you. Okay, what are you fucking bringing to the table, though? Fuck is that? <laughs> they've literally just taken the trailers from everywhere else and just brought... They've like... You know when they when used to get some two teachers and they used to just wheel in the TV, put a video in? That's, that's exactly what they're going to be doing. It's going to turn it up to a place where they're still yet to crack. Wheel in a TV and go, these are the trailers that you may not have seen. Chance I probably have, though. Stick in a video. <laughs> it's Resident Evil Village. It's, it's, you know what I mean? It's Dragon Quest. Uh, all the stuff that they've been waiting for forever. It's, yeah, it's not going to go well, is it? Let's carry on. Let's carry on. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Rather than next-gen news, there will be a review of first and third-party announcements from recent months. Yawn. So, so basically, revision. Nice. Uh, and the latest updates... Come to the uh, come, uh, coming to Microsoft Flight Simulator. Since the Xbox brand has always struggled in Japan, the event seems to be aimed squarely at a home audience and convincing them that the Xbox Series X is worth getting excited about. A number of games from prominent Japanese publishers, including Square Enix's Dragon Quest XI S, Sega's Yakuza Like a Dragon, Bandai Namco's Scarlet Nexus, and Capcom's Resident Evil Village have already been announced for Xbox Series X, but they're all multi-format, and so far, there's no sign that the amount of support has markedly increased from current generation. As for the Xbox Series X's price and other details, it's perfectly possible that there could be another dedicated Xbox event this month, but so far, Microsoft has not announced one, and not for that matter, has Sony for the PS5. <sighs> Sony Do they plays... think that people in Japan are thick? Yeah, it, <laughs> <That's> it, a... <laughs> it just seems it. It's like... Um, I know that you're interested in, in your PlayStation and I know that you've got many, many years playing on your PlayStation and I know that your friends and uh, your family all play on PlayStation. Uh, did you know that you can play on Xbox and do you want to know what the benefits are for playing on Xbox? Well, um, for starters, you could play it. <laughs> uh, and as well as that, the games that you already can play on your PlayStation, you can play those on your Xbox as well. Yeah, but what, what extras do I get? <laughs> you literally can play the games on your Xbox, mate. Wait, what, what do you mean, extras? <laughs> mate, I, I, I have... Probably bad ideas again, surely. This I, isn't... I have 20 years, mate, of, of buying PlayStation games. I have a digital library built up. I mean, this summer, I've been spent uh, spending in the house because I can't go out. So I have more digital games than I've ever had before. I have a digital library backed up on PlayStation that I can take forward to the next PlayStation-ish, we think, maybe. But I can't take them. It's all to Xbox. So what, what benefit am I going to get for going to Xbox? You can play the games that you can play on your PlayStation. That's not a benefit. That's the same thing. That's that's a negative. If I can only get the same system but with less games there, that is a step down. You need something extra, Microsoft. Come on. Come on. Um, Dennis DK2 says, at the moment people cry about being teased for 18 months, but you're a star citizen backer and, and don't see their point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Is it five years and it's still in alpha, Dennis? Is that is? It? I'm sure it was like... Maybe 2015 or something. <laughs> Is it still in alpha? Please I, tell me it's moved I, over. It's I, I don't think you uh, read the small print, Dennis, because it actually says that you were backing it for your children to play. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not something for you to enjoy. You know? <laughs> I backed it in 2014. Jesus oh, absolute pain. I feel so bad, man. <laughs> uh, Jim Butter says uh, it's like they're going to get uh, going. Get. Uh, 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 we know we're American, but we have Japanese people making game for us, so you will like us. <laughs> hey, hey uh, not get that. Oh, I was going to say, 
hey, we know we're America, but but we have Japanese people making games for you like us. Yeah, it's it, Japanese people. It's not just a case of oh, a Japanese person says it's great, so I will do it. Yes, it's not that you can just say I have friends that are like you. Mate, that's that's borderline racism. Come on, have a bit more respect than that. God, so dumb. It is. It's. it's, a, it's Hi, Japan. Let's talk about pong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so dumb. Again, it's just 